Part three Propositions forty one to forty five of the Ethics by Spinoza. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Ethics by Benedict de Spinoza. Translated by R. H. M. Elvis. Part three Propositions forty one to forty five. Proposition forty one. If any one conceives that he is loved by another, and believes that he has given no cause for such love, he will love that other in return. Confer. Part three. Proposition fifteen. Corollary. And part three. Proposition sixteen. Proof. This proposition is proved in the same way as the preceding one. See also the note appended thereto. Note. If he believes that he has given just cause for the love, he will take pride therein. Part 3. Proposition 30. And note. This is what most often happens. Part 3. Proposition 25. And we said that its contrary took place whenever a man conceives himself to be hated by another. See note to preceding proposition. This reciprocal love and consequently the desire of benefiting him who loves us, part 3, proposition 39, and who endeavors to benefit us, is called gratitude or thankfulness. It thus appears that men are much more prone to take vengeance than to return benefits. Corollary. He who imagines that he is loved by one whom he hates will be a prey to conflicting hatred and love. This is proved in the same way as the first corollary of the preceding proposition. Note. If hatred be the prevailing emotion, he will endeavor to injure him who loves him. This emotion is called cruelty, especially if the victim be believed to have given no ordinary cause for hatred. Proposition 42. He who has conferred a benefit on anyone from motives of love or honor will feel pain, if he sees that the benefit is received without gratitude. Proof. When a man loves something similar to himself, he endeavors, as far as he can, to bring it about that he should be loved thereby in return. Part 3. Proposition 33. Therefore, he who has conferred a benefit, confers it in obedience to the desire which he feels of being loved in return. That is, Part 3. Proposition 34. From the hope of honor, or, part 3, proposition 30, note, pleasure. Hence he will endeavor, as far as he can, to conceive this cause of honor, or to regard it as actually existing. But, by the hypothesis, he conceives something else, which excludes the existence of the said cause of honor. Wherefore, he will thereat feel pain. Part 3, proposition 19. Quad erat demonstrandum. Proposition 43. Hatred is increased by being reciprocated, and can, on the other hand, be destroyed by love. Proof. He who conceives that an object of his hatred hates him in return, will thereupon feel a new hatred, while the former hatred, by hypothesis, still remains. Part 3. Proposition 40. But if, on the other hand, he conceives that the object of hate loves him, he will, to this extent, Part 3, 
proposition thirty eight regard himself with pleasure and part three proposition twenty nine will endeavour to please the cause of his emotion in other words he will endeavour not to hate him part three proposition forty one and not to affect him painfully this endeavour part three proposition thirty seven will be greater or less in proportion to the emotion from which it arises therefore if it be greater than that which arises from hatred and through which the man endeavours to affect painfully the thing which he hates it will get the better of it and banish the hatred from his mind quod erat demonstrandum proposition forty four hatred which is completely vanquished by love passes into love and love is thereupon greater than if hatred had not preceded it proof the proof proceeds in the same way as proposition thirty eight of this part for he who begins to love a thing which he was wont to hate or regard with pain from the very fact of loving feels pleasure to this pleasure involved in love is added the pleasure arising from aid given to the endeavour to remove the pain involved in hatred part three proposition thirty seven accompanied by the idea of the former object of hatred as cause note though this be so no one will endeavour to hate anything or to be affected with pain for the sake of enjoying this greater pleasure that is no one will desire that he should be injured in the hope of recovering from the injury nor long to be ill for the sake of getting well for every one will always endeavour to persist in his being and to ward off pain as far as he can if the contrary is conceivable namely that a man should desire to hate some one in order that he might love him the more thereafter he will always desire to hate him for the strength of love is in proportion to the strength of the hatred wherefore the man would desire that the hatred be continually increased more and more and for a similar reason he would desire to become more and more ill in order that he might take a greater pleasure in being restored to health in such a case he would always endeavour to be ill which part three proposition six is absurd proposition forty five if a man conceives that any one similar to himself hates anything also similar to himself which he loves he will hate that person proof the beloved object feels reciprocal hatred towards him who hates it part three proposition forty therefore the lover in conceiving that any one hates the beloved object conceives the beloved thing as affected by hatred in other words part three proposition thirteen by pain consequently he is himself affected by pain accompanied by the idea of the hater of the beloved thing as cause that is he will hate him who hates anything which he himself loves part three proposition thirteen note Quad erat demonstrandum. End of part three. Propositions forty one to forty five.